worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd Oh, Ken, it's Ken, it's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for a new episode of It's Canon Podcasts. We're your hosts. I'm Boris, and this week I am joined by Phil. That's Palpatine Phil to you. <laughs> <laughs> Palpatine Phil, indeed, because it was a very busy weekend in the world of Star Wars. So obviously we're going to be chatting about that a little later. Um, that will be our topic du jour. Uh, we had all intentions of having Tyler around this week, but I, I don't know. What the, what did we do this weekend, Phil? You had migraines. I had migraines and I felt exhausted. Uh, Tyler was just, just, just felt like crap by the midday. What, what happened to us, man? Getting old. <laughs> That's all I can say, man. Right. With any we are getting old. We can't even make it till 7.30 p.m. It's it's the long weekend was, in fact, long, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It's it's like you say, I didn't even do anything. this week. Right. I didn't expend any energy Dude. towards anything. Well, I did do a big cleanup in my production space. I'm in yes. the process yep. of some things that way. But that being said, I shouldn't be this this exhausted today. What did I do? I literally just did family stuff, if at all. I didn't go out like, you know, a Boris night out. There was no Boris nights yeah. out. That doesn't happen that much. Uh, right? So it's like, what's going on, man? What's going on? Uh, it just, I don't know. And here we are Monday. Beautiful, beautiful yep. weather here in the greater Toronto area. Uh, Spring-like weather might be breaking records later this week uh, with 20-plus Celsius. Like I think we're even getting Humidex, almost 30 with Humidex by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's freaking crazy, man. I, I went outside tonight, and it was 26 degrees. That's insane. I, I kid you not. Like I'm just like, wow, okay, this is shorts and T-shirt weather. Remember when it used to be? You'd be driving around or you'd go to a store and you'd see some young dude in like sandals, shorts and a sweater. And you think, oh, that guy is just hungry for spring because it's like minus five out and he's already got the sandals and the, and the shorts on or some girl in, in, you know, the workout shorts and everything. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I would be freezing in that. I need my sweater weather. I need my my hoodie. That yeah. doesn't exist anymore. It just goes from freaking mad winter here to to humidex summer in the seemingly course of a week. Like, but I I know next week we'll probably be in the minus temperatures. Like and what's that. crazy though is that you know to end the summer we get the opposite, right? Where we go from disgustingly uh, humid weather to it's going to snow tomorrow, right? Like there we don't get exactly. that spring and fall 
sweater weather as you put it before we went live right like it's just crazy yep man i you know remember who knew back in the day global warming i thought was going to be something like it's just going to get hot and it's going to be hotter no no it, it really meant there's no spring or fall and it's just hot and cold and which just completely f's everything else up right like it's crazy how much yeah. it actually affects and like it's not just us right like i know a lot of people who all of a sudden Maybe it's just because we're all getting older. Uh, we're all just very, very much affected by the weather, right? Like whether it be your knees, yeah. whether it be your sinuses, whether it just be headaches and stuff, the pressure just just gets to you. Yeah, it does. But that's part of growing old, I guess, or or the ever-changing world we are in. I'm sure everybody has a story that they can relate to about that. Yep. I don't think it's unique to old men, us yelling at the clouds it's just a fact of life but at the same time i'm looking forward to participating in the springtime events that are things that happen like sports events and you know the, for are the you, first time for the weekend, are you gonna go to bemo yes i am at some point yeah i'm gonna return i'm, I'm almost do debating have? do you still have one I, have, I just have one i'm thinking about this weekend going i don't know so let me know when you plan brother. to go. Let's uh yeah, let's make a mandate out of it. I know, I know, I know. And and like uh uh TFC are asking me the same question. My yeah, I got an email it. from um get their name. Uh doesn't matter. Justin? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, he's mine too. Okay, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just like Phil, when you're there, you gotta let me know because I want to come and and uh meet you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I'm just, you know, I'm chilling. But that being said, one of my brothers who isn't local to me, he caught COVID, and he got really sick. And the he same person he caught COVID off, yeah, he caught it off of uh, his stepson. The stepson went to his father's place. Father got it, and father almost died. Went in the hospital. The whole Ooh. thing. Wow, like it, it was pretty it's serious. So. Be safe out there, everybody. It's still yeah. got to be cautious still, right? Like, um, you know, my, my grandmother, who's been in a nursing home for the past little bit, constant emails of this floor is closed because of COVID. That floor Oof. is closed because of COVID, you know, blah, 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 blah. And now there's that, you know, that um, that chest infection that's been going around, right? That, that, yeah. that respiratory infection. Uh, so it's just like constant stuff that's happening. Oh, my God. We're here to forget about that stuff because this yeah, is well, geek uh, uh, therapy. I was going to say something here oh. about on the weekend, watching all of this fanfare and watching the dates drop for new productions and things like that. The one thing that entered into my mind is the last installment of the Indiana Jones film that might tempt me to go back to the dank and moist oh man so like you're, that so you're gonna go watch kathleen kennedy be fired in real time basically oh i've given up on that that's that's oh, something that's never gonna happen oh, she's like retiring she, when she's, she's leaving as far when she as i'm concerned to. she'll take over disney and you know what every year i go through that negative loop where i get influenced by influencers about her and then I just kind of sit back at celebration 
watch everything and go, you know what? As much as we all complain about her, I'm not complaining about her. Like, I, I'm sorry, but I know this isn't a popular take amongst certain people on the internet, but Star Wars is for everybody. That, Look, that's the bottom line. I agree. Star this Wars is, is for everybody. We've, we're in the fandom, right? When and, and especially yeah. us, like Star Wars is our ish, you more than me, right? So you're deep in that fandom. You're balls deep in that fandom, right? Yeah. So sometimes you forget the perspective of the casual, the average person, right? Um, yeah. and, and, and just like you said, Star Wars is for everybody, right? This happens in any yeah. fam- fandom, right? I see this heavily in wrestling. Uh, oh, where we imagine. have to remember that it, it's they, they don't book stuff, they don't make stuff, they don't te- technically not everything is meant to be for the hardcore fan, right? And and yep. I think that we in the fandoms really need to remember that at some point. Uh, I just point to our our fandom episode from when we relaunched the show a few years ago, right? Like uh, when you, yeah, it's just like. <sighs> Fandoms are, are interesting, and like I know I kind of make jokes about the fandoms, which I shouldn't because that's the fandom that literally feeds me through these shows, right? But yeah. um, you know, it's just it's just something to, to to be cautious about, right? And it's like yeah. everyone just needs to take a step back, be a little more tranquilo, and just remember that like being part of a fandom means that you love something so much and you're so passionate about it, but there's other people and you can't criticize other people because they don't love it as much as you. But guess what? They're bringing money. They're, they're also supplying a shit ton of money to stuff. Um, You and I went through this with soccer, right? Like supporter versus casual fan discussion, right? Well, the big thing is, is this, you cannot like something in star Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. You're entirely entitled to that, but you don't need to get on the internet and try to shout down somebody who does love it. That's the thing. Like, you know, I I think there's going to be coming up. There's going to be things that I don't really participate as deeply in. Like I kind of disconnected over the bad patch a little bit, but at the end I got through it. Obi-Wan was touch and go, but at the end of it, I go, Man, watching people react to those actors and actresses on stage with celebration, it hit for a lot of people, you know, and and good for them. Good for everybody in that. Because Star Wars is for everyone. Like if it's not my brand of Star Wars, I'll just go and lament over Andor being the greatest show that I think came out of last year. But Hey, you know, uh, uh, it's just you don't need to weaponize it. That's all. It, it's you can enjoy it for what it is. I'm not here to judge you on it. Nobody should be judging you on that. Enjoy it for what it is. If it makes you happy, then continue on with it. But if it doesn't, you know, keep on searching for stuff. Eventually, you might come up with something that that works for you. I, I'm a little bit nervous about Skeleton Crew, to be honest. But I'm curious to see it, though. Yeah, and we'll, you know, we'll may- talk about everything Star Wars celebration later, and we'll talk about like what we're what we're uh, hyped for, what we're less hyped for. We'll get some reactions. We'll kind of talk about some 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 of the fandom stuff as well. Yep. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, like I say, this is this was my weekend. <laughs> was yep. was Star Wars junkie mode, 
And yeah, we did go through this. We did go through this with uh, with with the TFC stuff too. Yeah, and I think this is a great thing, right? This is a great comment right here from David. Uh, David uh, Roshan. Roshan, there are a lot of movie franchises that put out absolute crap, knowing it was crap, just to make some last breath bucks. Star Wars is not that. That's exactly it, right? Like I agree with that. No. Star Wars is tr still trying. They're trying. They're they're they're, yeah. they're they're trying. But the thing is, right? Star Wars was in a bit of a flux as Disney Plus was introduced. As you know, yeah, uh, new pressures. They had to find their their voice. They had to exactly. find their their direction. I think I think we can take Dave's comment and flip it into maybe this is what they're doing with Indiana Jones Five. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when again, I, I until I see it, until I know more, until yeah. really until I see it, might I'm not, not be the crystal it. skull. Yeah, it might not be the crystal skull. <laughs> That's the thing, right? But when initial reports from people who claim to have gone to screenings say yeah. and th that it made Crystal Skull look like you know, like a great movie, like a classic. Oh, you know that that's but this is early oh, cuts of the movie right this Apparently, is early yeah disney went through deep deep cuts and changes and iterations and reshoots for oh. what is now the final cut of indiana jones 5 so we'll see what's going on there hey the trailer gave me feels like that's all i can say and and i got like there was a there was a little bit of an emotional moment where it was the finality of the music yes really struck me and that was like goosebumps and you know teary eyes because it's like excitement and saying you know the you know the whole idea they're not hiding it this is it and the idea of saying goodbye and you know that line that he has where he goes i want to retire and you're like oh like this is this is going to be a movie that celebrates indiana jones and starts to put Indiana Jones legacy to bed. And I, I think that that's an excellent move. So I'll, I'll retract my prior comedic cynicism. <laughs> no, but we'll see what happens, right? I know that there yeah. are plans to continue something in the Indiana Jones universe uh, on Disney Plus, but maybe those plans were scrapped with one of the reshoots uh, based off of information that's hey. out there, right? I, I will say this, like Disney are basically saying the, their their previous attitude uh, was that their stuff is their stuff and they're going to put their stuff on Disney Plus. Well, now Iger has come forward and issued a bit of a statement somewhere. Um, I'm going off of memory here, but Iger's basically come forward and said, we'd, we'd look into selling some properties like or, or licensing out some properties. So I think prime on that is aliens and possibly Paramount has interest in Indiana Jones. Like there are a lot of moves that they can do with franchises because they want Disney to be Disney. They want Disney to have animation, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, this type of flavor of entertainment. But I think that they might be looking to maybe move part of the mcu like a deadpool like this is gonna very much be uh, uh an experimentation on how deadpool 3 if it does go off through disney or if it's just disney controls it and distributes it under somebody somebody else yep but these are things that are in play now because 
they are refining their brands and sharpening their knives. Look at the way that they handled Avatar 2 going on. Like they, they sold it first. They didn't put it straight to Disney+. Plus. That's got its own date that's coming along with rental and those types of things. So then the, the, the Avatar 2 opens up. So they're getting a little bit more precise on how they're inserting their own content onto their own channels now versus the absolute kind of mess, I think, that basically got attributed to Bob Chapek in just throwing everything at the at the channel and realizing that that's not going to be a strategy that nets you cash and Disney are there to make cash. Yep, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Uh, you know, especially with Disney being a publicly held company, at the end of the day, they're, they are there yeah. to make cash. They spent a but shit they, ton of money on IPs that are loved, beloved, in order to make cash. Yep. And and they want to drive it to the theme parks. That's they exactly want to drive, it. like, you know, like this money has to materialize in purchases, theme parks, experiences, that type of thing. That's where Disney make the money is off of going to shows at the theme parks, riding rides, and buying Avatar 2, for example. Buying all this stuff. Not $10, $12 a month. You know, like, I, I wouldn't even be shocked if you started seeing uh, vault behavior by Disney+. Plus. Like, of course. when it used to be years ago, they would keep movies from being circulating and they go, okay, the vault is open. Cinderella yep. is now available for three months. Go get your copy now, or else we, you don't know when the vault's going to open again. They could start doing that with content on Disney+. Oh, 100%, especially as trends and metrics. And I don't have the numbers right now to back this up, but I do remember doing research for our our, our, our streaming episode, which is yet to come. Um, and it th there was this trend where more and more people are rotating their streaming services, right? And I have friends yep. who do this, who one month they'll get Disney, one month they'll get Crave, one month they'll do Netflix, one month they'll do whatever else, right? Um, rinse yep. and repeat. So with that strategy Smart. in place, I can 100% see Disney saying, all right, this is the one month for one month only you can watch XYZ. Watch the entire exactly. Marvel Cinematic Universe for the next 60 days, motherfuckers. Yep, and that's uh, that's what it's all about. And then they know either they're going to get a drop or they get sustained uh, uh, subscription because that is the the big, you know, the money win, right, is, is just leaving you in the ecosystem so that they never really mess with you. Yeah. Anymore, but, right? It's, it's just always dipping in your pocket. I understand people, some people's just absolute frustration with uh, some of these classic IPs, right? Um, you know, and, and, and what Disney and other companies, we just, fo we're focusing on Disney, right? Because I feel like Disney has bought yeah. a lot of classic IPs, you know, from the Muppets to whatever else, right? Like um, Star <laughs> Wars and Marvel, Marvel and, blah, and, blah, blah, and 20th blah, Century blah. Fox right? to reunite, like to unify the MCU. Exactly. So like for for me, one of the arguments that I see a lot from people is you know, just 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 milking that dead horse, that that cow, right? Like just just beating that dead horse, milking that cow while you can, blah 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 blah. Why are they ruining this franchise? 
Disney isn't going to spend billions of dollars on this IP without creating new content. Yep, exactly. That's counter argument to that. I know, and I know because I know how some of these people think they're going to be like, then keep it true to whatever it was. Times have changed, right? Like, oh, yeah, audiences have changed. I don't want to get into this woke debate right now, but things have changed. Right. And that's all I'm going to say. Well, and that's what I mean about something like, you know, just for example, Skeleton Crew, which is definitely designed or looking like it's it's for a younger uh, a younger audience, like a different generation. But that's not a bad thing if it doesn't hit for me or I just watch episodes and get a completely different out of it. I get that the audience has to change for Star Wars. I get you need to be you know, more inclusive or at least take aim at different demographics. Like that's, that makes sense to me. I, I feel bad for Willow not getting a second season. Cause I felt like it targeted a fresh audience that unfortunately the nostalgia brand isn't going to pull people into it at that age that it was actually intended for. It's just more so like dad would come in and say, I used to watch Willow. It was a weird show. <laughs> it was a movie and then yep. watch that watch that show and go well this wasn't the willow i watched you know and and i don't know how you know modern families interact with streaming and stuff it feels like it's a very personal thing with it being on devices and whatnot so it it, it just feels to me like the way that most people tell me about it it's like well my kid goes into his bedroom and watches his phone until i tell him to shut it off <laughs> type thing so, or we mess with the internet, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I guess that's where like none, none, none of us, me, you, nor Tyler, could really answer that. Uh, I kind of see how my brother handles it, and and it's it's you know very much t family TV time, but everyone kind of does their own thing, right? At the end of the night, yeah, yep, yep. You're gonna run off into your room, and I think that's that's the thing that does blow old man Phil's mind. Is right. just how you know you. Well, I I remember a friend. Uh, he he's he's got a you know a, a teenage kid that he's bringing up. It's not his, but he's married into it. And the kid was like, he, he was asking him like, "What do you want to be? Do you want to be a sports star? Do you want to be a movie actor? Like, do you want to be a film star or something like that? What's your what's your pipe dream?" Kid turns to him and says, "I want to be a YouTuber." And he told me that, and this was years ago. And I'm like, the hell are you talking about? Who, who? And, and then it realized when I started surveying the YouTube landscape, of which we're participating. I get the irony. <laughs> um, but I, I, I see it now and I see it differently because I understand a little bit more from the younger generation's eyes. It's like these are the people that they find accessible. These are the people that seem to be successful. These are the people that they aspire to be because this is what they watch. They don't necessarily pick up their phones and go, I want to go watch Disney plus they go, I'm, I'm going to go watch YouTube because it's an app on my phone. It's data. It's not, it's not. And I can interact with them and I can, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of lures a with Twitch, right? Yeah. Um, uh, like I know a lot of, my friends and their kids and they they're like they treat these youtubers 
and streamers as celebrities almost because they, you know, when, when we were growing up, celebrities were completely unattainable, right? Unless yeah. you went to some signing, unless you were lucky enough to catch them on the street somewhere in L.A. or wherever, right? But nowadays... In Toronto. Yeah, but nowadays it's so different because, like, streamers, like, we have that interaction with with these streamers with people right because you see them on a on a rectangular box you see them as celebrities right and you kind of you kind of like them and blah 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 blah, right so it's very weird because i have a friend's daughter who who like who sees these youtube stars and streamers and cosplayers as celebrities as opposed to hollywood stars and stuff like that right just a, it's just a yeah. completely different than like how when we grew up right um so yeah that's what it is and and i think a large part of it is for the simple fact that you can interact with them like you know yeah will they're people yeah they're people they're people yeah like that that's the thing like around me in my area i have three really big youtube people I have Maddie, I forget his last name, but he works with Peter McKinnon. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got his own branding channel. And then you got Peter McKinnon who's shooting like blocks away from my house. Yeah. Downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Does he still he have that studio back. right downtown? He moved, no, no. Well, Maddie took that studio over. That's by the library, and, right? Yeah. That one's over by the library. But uh, Pete moved across the street. And he's below the old made in Mexico place right now. Oh, yeah. But he's renovating an entire floor in that building. And he's moving there because he moved out somewhere else in town and didn't like it. It was too too big and empty, I guess. Like he he likes his space like that. Right. Like so anyhow, Peter McKinnon. Well, yeah, I think he misses his coffee and all that kind of stuff, right? Like it 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 was a difficult space. Especially it, for someone awesome. Who does a lot of traveling like he does, right? I'm I'm sure that he yeah. likes keeping certain things the same. Yep. So, you know, it's proximity because his his dad, Monty, has his own YouTube channel okay. and and writes books. And uh Monty's in town. Dave knows Monty that, that's been chatting in our chat. Um, so anyhow, McKinnon family, great, great. That's great. And then there's Lou from Lou Later and Unbox Therapy was shooting quite literally in Aurora and was always up in Newmarket here. They went to Tweedies and 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 places like that, Jamaican Patties, which is like literally at the top of my street. So when I went on my chicken sandwich runs, it was it was because Lou was dropping all of these places that were making chicken sandwiches here. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? Like you just I feel like you can interact with 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 some of these people more. Um and yeah, it's so it's such a such a weird world that we live in now. And it's like the irony is like we refused, honestly, we refused to to step into this world for the longest time. But at the end of the yeah. day, this is the only way that the brand, any brand, can grow at this point, right? Yep. Yep, exactly. And, and I've and noticed audio podcasts, they're not as popular. You look at numbers, you look at even my SNME radio, my wrestling stuff, you know, where it's not it's not we're not getting pandemic numbers or pre-pandemic numbers anymore and it's not the channel it's just people yeah. are, are are back to whatever they want to watch video they want to do interact they want to do other stuff right so yep. heck I, i'll i'll name drop this one just because it's fun about how small of a world it is and about what a weird 
space that I live in north of Toronto. I've gone into my Toys R Us a few times. Uh, in particular, there's yeah. a very large black helmet behind me. Um, well, one of those versions of helmets that I have was in Toys R Us on the shelf. And Hayden Christensen just was walking through the mall because apparently he has a house near here. <laughs> and he was posing for pictures and autographing the Darth Vader helmets. That's amazing. And that was... Yeah, it's just it's just this crazy thing. Like I'm going to Toys R Us. I didn't have the the good fortune of seeing him, but I was buying said helmet, and the employee was like, "Hey, last week Hayden was here. Apparently, he lives in town. He brings his daughter up here, and they just walk around the mall because nobody recognizes them." <laughs> Those days are gone, unfortunately. Now, right? Like I feel like with, with Obi Wan and and other projects, I think he's being recognized a little more. We'll talk about this a little bit, but in a little bit, but look at the reception yeah. he got, you know, at celebration. <sighs> I, 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 that, that one got me emotionally. That one was overwhelming, uh, to say the least. So, yep. yeah, I, I, there's a few, there's a few times that Star Wars has really kicked me in the pants emotion wise and Hayden on the weekend and maybe before that a few years ago, Ahmed Best had uh, just brought the house down with his appearance on stage. And that was a very powerful moment. Um, but it just seemed it just seemed to me like there was more people at this event than was even reasonable. And they announced today that the next one will be in 2025 in April, and it's going to be in Japan. So <laughs> that's going to be a blast. So yeah, it's gonna be crazy. And apologies for just like stuffing my hand on the camera. I gotta gotta find a new camera without autofocus. Gotta get yours. Elgato. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I don't know why I said um like that. So, uh, it's funny because like I listen back to a lot of my shows, and that's something I've stopped doing. But now all of a sudden I've started it again. Eh, we all have our little ticks. Like yeah. I, I try to lock my chair because otherwise I start to get sensitive about rocking and on the mic and everything oh, like care. that so. um <laughs> it's it is what it is it said it again i don't know why i'm being so weird about actually hearing myself what how was your weekend how what did you do on this weekend i know like back to I, nothing like, you watch lo a lot of, star, a lot wars. of star wars a lot of star wars um i always have the intent of trying to game more but then I end up just gaming on the games that I want to game on so it's it's kind of weird I let my Luna subscription timeout I didn't renew it yet because there's no point there's there's too many subscriptions and um you know really uh I knew it was a long weekend so I just used it as downtime and unfortunately I wish that I was more active in my hobbies, but there are weekends where they're just black holes of, you know, watching sports or um, family time and, and trying to get away from the screens because honestly, it's, 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 I tried explaining this to a friend of mine where it's like, he's like, well, we could game and we could do this and we could do that. And I'm like, yeah, we could, but I don't want to sit on my screen from, seven in the morning or eight in the morning until one o'clock at night. Like yeah. I need to disconnect. And now that the weather's better, it's like going for walks and exercising and, and a lot of, you know, 
really boring sounding stuff, but for me, it's it's just trying to re-engage with the world and and I'm cleaning up my space here because I realized that I hadn't been in good habits here because of the pandemic and just being stuck inside for so long and wanting to stretch my wings now, my arms and 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 re-engage with some stuff. So I'm going to try and find that balance and, you know, the geekdom's never far, you know, because all that being said, like I say, I watched like summary shows of the stream like that were hours, hours, like Saturday night. I was up until two or three a.m. just watching Celebration. You know what's funny? It's going back to what you just said, that you were watching these uh, these streams kind of explaining and breaking down everything that happened during the streams of Celebration. We can never, you can never complain to me about how long our season review shows are, about anything ever again, my friend. No, nope. <laughs> no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Well, that, that, the streams that I was watching were the actual live streams by Star Wars. No, I know, but like in general, but, it's like I've seen yeah. summary streams that are longer than the actual streams themselves. Oh, yeah. And, and we've done it so many times like just that mandalorian yeah. season two that we tackled holy crap you know we're talking a 32 minute episode and like seriously i, I you and tyler didn't even have a word to say in that uh, keith Capel interview like <laughs> that was that was two hours of the two of us yeah just geeking out like i'm but yeah i know that's that's I know, charm, it, honestly like, like i love that stuff I sometimes passion. That's the thing, right? There's a passion there. And it's like Mandalorian season two, there was just so much to unpack. So much to unpack. And look at where we are now, right? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't anyway, know. it's just kind of funny. Um, but we'll again, save that for the end. But exactly. Yeah. I love how we're just like, <laughs> it's going to end up being like a 10 minute conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think there's going to be some locking horns, maybe. I don't know. There's going to be some perspectives. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, so it kind of sounds like that was your weekend. Did you watch anything outside of the streams? I, I The only things that I've watched that maybe I haven't said on the show are I did watch Avatar 2, um, the, the Way of Water. Somehow I might have... I bought the French version. I don't know, but you can change it to English titles. But now I have the load of life or something <laughs> in my, in my uh, <laughs> the low of life, you know, water low. And anyhow, I'm yeah, like, you gotta be oh sure my you say God, low of low so, as opposed to the load so, of life or la vie de low or something like that. So anyhow, I've got this French Avatar 2 title in my YouTube uh, uh, purchases, but Sure. Uh, I watched that and holy cow, that was a long ass movie speaking of long ass stuff. Yeah. I, I actually had to break that one down into two or three sittings. But again, pain in the ass too, because it didn't immediately go over to YouTube. So I had to watch it on a large TV through Google TV was the only way I could access that movie for the weekend. What's so interesting. Uh, you're not the first person to say that, that, there are some issues with with that movie in particular and YouTube. Yeah, it's weird, right? On YouTube, they give you a warning. They tell you that you need if you buy this movie, you have to have an HDR capable display or something like that. Oh, like damn. they're like they're like we don't have a a 
720 stream of this. You're going 4K UHD type thing. So it's like, okay, I just thought high definition was high definition. You're either going to have like 1080 or seven or 720, 1080 or uh, uh, 4K, right? Like, I I just thought it's one of those three. That's the beauty of, you know, high definition. But apparently they're they're pushing formats and whatnot and audio and all this stuff. It, it still played great because I, I do have like a 4K TV like right on this wall. But uh, it was just weird because I've I'm used to purchasing the movie on on Google or activating the movie on Google and then sliding over to YouTube and just picking it up there when I want to. Right. So that is a little bit weird, but uh, I, overall I, I was quite all right with the story was predictable. Um, the outcome was predictable, but it was good to see James Cameron doing his thing. I guess I didn't have any problems with it. I was just like, okay, I accept it. Like it's not the greatest movie in the world, but it's far from the worst. And I see on the weekend Mario Brothers hit the screens, so to speak. Yeah, and big time, uh, big time. It, so it, it, it's, it reached. It's making the money. Three hundred and seventy-seven million dollars in worldwide wow. ticket sales domestic. Wow. from Wednesday to Sunday, five-day domestic haul was two hundred and four point six million dollars, and I believe. Uh, it made 177 just on the weekend. I don't have that number in front of me, but I do remember seeing that earlier this this morning. But uh, five days, 204.6 million worldwide, 377 million. This is now the largest animated opening ever in history. And Rotten Tomatoes is divided. The critical score is very critical. And the fan score is like ninety six percent. You know, it's one it, of those things. Like, I haven't seen it yet. I I was I wanted to go Sunday, but I've been having like the ultimate insomnia uh, again. So like worse than normal. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 kind of it's one of those things where like I wanted to go on Sunday, didn't make it. I had found some family stuff later on, and then today same thing didn't it just didn't work out right so i'm gonna try to watch that at some point this week uh, i am traveling for work again uh, later so i'll get it in point i'm trying to make is uh danny yeah exactly saw mario on friday theater was packed in the early afternoon juan and family went on thursday afternoon right after school and they said the theater was uh, pleasantly full enough right uh so yeah it's 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 one of those movies so what what i'm trying to say short story long is that <laughs> i honestly feel that sometimes the reviewers forget that this yeah. isn't shakespeare this isn't going to be a dramatic movie that's going to win a million oscars this is a movie meant for kids Right, I think that a lot of reviewers forget that, and, and Phil, and nostalgia, right? Like, like this is the thing. I I think that they're trying to be edgy because they're waiting for the crowd to agree with something edgy, and they get caught on crap like this. They miscalculate, and then they get exposed for what it is. Like, uh, like you don't go to this for for 
deep thought dialogue or, or a complex story run. It ain't succession. <laughs> let me tell you that. Oh, my God. Did yeah. that episode blow me out of the water last night. But here's the thing. I have a question for you, Phil. Should sites... And I know that this might be a little difficult just because of how I know how these sites work because I'm part of one with Slam Wrestling, wrestling website, slamwrestling.net. Go check it out. Um, It's should these websites do like an average score of anyone who has seen it or be assigned to it, right? So then it's not just one person's review going up, and that's the official IGN review score for said movie. It's worth considering the, the the issue that I have with popular culture and the internet in general on how people are treating it or abusing it or whatever is that there's no way to quantify that reviewer un- unless there is a way to quantify that viewer has actually seen it and isn't like, you know, we ran into this with Last of Us Part 2. We saw this thing get review bombed. But it was getting review bombed before the game came out mm-hmm. off of leaks, right? And people were just mad because Maddie Mad Mad is mad. And then I don't know how many reviews I've seen recounting that they rewatched it or they replayed it after they got over their temper tantrum and they really enjoyed the game yeah. because it made them happy to go back to the last of us universe. And once they got past X, Y, Z issue, the game was actually good. The game was fun. Yep. And they're, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's just, it's throwing your toys out the pram. And that's what a lot of the review sites have become because they're these targets and temples of fan discourse. And that comes from the critics, but it also comes from the reviews. I would love to actually like maybe it, it's something as stupid as for the first month or whatever you get a code that's on. But, you know, that's easily cracked because somebody's going to give their code away on the movie ticket over the Internet. And then somebody else is going to just take it and review bomb it. Like then you're going to get sites paying you for movie ticket codes or something like that or, or trying to figure out software that's going to generate its own movie ticket code generation so that they can go in and review bomb it. But look at that, 57 and 96. That's a shocking thing. Yeah, that's a huge <laughs> discrepancy right there. Um, so I, I think here's, and this also leads to a larger issue. And I know we've talked about this issue with reviews, right? And that's just simply a lot of uh, these these places, like the IGNs, the GameSpots, uh, they're afraid of not giving favorable, favorable scores to certain studios because you get cut off you don't get early access for reviews and let's mm-hmm. be honest these a lot of sites like this strive and need those clicks to keep on going right yeah i and you take a fringe movie yeah and it's important uh to get those clicks and whatnot but you you, you take something like this i think that this is something where they knew they didn't have to care yeah, because it's Chris Pratt, it's Jack Black, it's it's Mario, it's Nintendo. Like you could give this thing a a thirty percent, and I'll guarantee you this movie still kicks ass at the box office. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's one of those one of those things, right? It, it from the get go, just because it had the animation style that people are expecting from the video game, I honestly feel like this was just 
a just you know printing money at that point right for the studio so yeah well again larger issue but i think that it's a combination of things right where i think Dave it's actually your issue where controversy creates money uh, and you mm-hmm. know, someone wants to be the cool guy in town and say, oh, I don't like this, blah, 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 I'm cool. And people are going to agree with them. And then it's also that people and, 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 and review sites are very much afraid of not giving favorable, favorable reviews because they get cut off, right? So Yeah, it's a combination of the both, but you're right, though. But look at Ted Lasso this past little while. With Trent, right? Like him and, and Roy Keane's big conflict, their big tension. It's like, hey, you wrote a shit article about me when I was, you know, when I was just 17. And he's just like, looks at him and goes, I was trying to be edgy. You know what I mean? Like, he's full of crap. He was just hard on him because he wanted to make a name for himself. And I think a lot of guys do that. But Dave points out something here that he usually uses uh, professional reviews as people assessing a movie as, as something that will have a lasting, all creative impact. Often it's an educated guess and doesn't take into account something uh, that was, that will be a social economic success. Yeah. And that's true too. A lot of the time these reviewers are, are trying to stick to a level of review these professionals, but I typically find the best strategy is this. Find someone who you agree with probably about 80 to 85% of their reviews. Stick to their opinions. If if their review means so much to you. Like if you're going to come to our show and go, tell me about the new Mando episode. We're going to tell you about the new Mando episode. And we're going to tell you we loved it, hated it, whatever. Or, you know, whatever the media is. If you don't agree with us, then don't use our references as the guideline of your enjoyment <laughs> and just like we always say at the end of the day you're gonna there's so many content creators and so many people who review stuff you're gonna find someone who kind of goes in line with how you think right if that's us yeah. cool if that's someone else cool but you know not just or, 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 or yeah you know crazy hey argue Maybe with you, us i don't care yeah, but <laughs> argue with us argue with tyler see how far you get um <laughs> you know <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, I can say from personal experience, it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, I don't know. Just the whole review world is is, is so fickle right now for so many reasons. And uh, it's some, something needs to change. And I'm going to continue yeah. to call out the IGNs of the world. Um, we have beef with IGN because, honestly, dude, for the longest yeah. time when we were releasing episodes on Sunday, our topic de jour or something that we spent a lot of time doing research on that one particular writer would always write an article literally stating our points. Yeah, it was it was getting comical. But yeah, good for them. We gave them some free content, I guess. Right. But I I I just find that they have the least uh, I, I just find their video game reviews in particular are completely based off of the hype trains. And that's why I say, I it, it's, especially you know, I, I know you're picking them because it's like they're they're the ones that when they go to mar- when they go to bat for something, what does IGN give it? Nine out of ten. What's everybody else giving it? Six. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, because IGN are scared crapless about not getting that 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 hype train access because they're usually the house that gets the early access, even to the point as 
I don't know if you were going there with this, but Redfall yeah. on the weekend went live with a bunch of footage with IGN, and now people are pissed about that, apparently, because it looks like crap. <laughs> but IGN are like, hey, this is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So, that's exactly it, right? Like, that's... <sighs> It's such a weird world right Integrity. now, and that's why. And that's why, like, right? It's the beauty of us not being sponsored, not whatever. If we get access to stuff, cool. But you know what? I would rather spend money and watch stuff, yeah. play stuff, read stuff, um, and whatever. Right? I would rather spend my own money than get something for free a couple days early and have a biased yeah. review versus our what I like to and consider. have to be in someone's pocket. Yeah. Exactly. And the thing is, early early reviews. You don't eat, you have to put so much work into an early review because you get stuff literally days before yep. your you know your review is supposed to go live or you're gag gordered, right? You're not allowed there's a publication yep. ban until you know this day at midnight or something like that, right? The amount of rules that yeah. I've had to follow and especially with House of the Dragon, right? Like to the point where well we were we stopped recording then, but like yeah, I couldn't do, do anything until Sunday at 8.40-something p.m. So literally right before the episode came out, couldn't even say that we had the episode. Yeah, and, and the the funny, oh, it's just maddening. It, it's why I watch, for my personal video game reviews, I watch a guy, Carrick, on the ACG channel, and basically um for his reviews he 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 starts off every review you're not going to find a a 2 minute bull crap uh review here because he's not sponsored and any code that he gets for the game he goes out and he buys the game then he gives that code away to yep. one of his listeners and he's just like cuz i'm i'm not interested and he goes there are certain houses like there are certain publication publishers and devs that won't give him early access codes because they don't like his review and he's like, fine, fuck you. Like, he's just like, I don't care then because I don't want to review your product if your product's not good enough. Yep, exactly. It's that simple. That's so honestly, I've leaned towards that, right? I'm leaning more towards that with the It's Canon podcast and stuff, whereas I would rather spend our own money or through uh, Patreon or whatever sponsorship us use that money to get stuff um for the show right yep. but i just don't want to be in anyone's pocket i just i never liked that idea i like the fact that we can be unfiltered and do whatever and say whatever we want and if we get in trouble then we get in trouble if todd from tennessee wants to argue with us and and, and you know call me a spick wetback or whatever he wants to call me then that's that's his prerogative if ign um sorry if if um if WB Discovery wants to get mad at me because I talk shit about their DC extended universe, <laughs> let them. Whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 DC. Hey, hey, man. Hopefully that turns around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, my code for even, I shouldn't even say this. My code for even the comics don't work, doesn't work anymore. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> You, you, and you and Tyler were going pretty hard on their comic runs lately. So. They suck. <laughs> I'm sorry, DC, Marvel suck right now. It's horrible stuff. I, I had to give up my subscription passes. I was like, I can't even bring myself. If to it's not creator owned, like Image, 
you know, like like the awesome fearless Freds of the world. I I just they're not good. They're not yep. compelling. They are they've lost the plot in the comic world, which we should have a comic book special coming soon. Just because I do want to expand yeah. on this, like that world is such. I think we're. I think there's going to be a really good crossover point with Fearless Fred coming up soon, because he's going to have Dead Romans going, and I think he's just in the editing bay for Mud seventy nine season two right now. Yep, I'm so, actually really excited for that. Yeah. So he's gonna want to be doing press soon. Like yep. he already is doing a bit for Dead Romans, but yeah, we'll get yeah. him on to talk all the the whole kitten caboodle and of stuff. All right, so you know, so that was that. What else did I do this weekend? I what did yeah. I do this weekend? Yeah, like I said, it's just a lot of just random stuff. Um, you know, this weekend in my yearly April the eighth tradition, I watched Empire Records. One of my favorite. Oh movies. yeah, it's Happy Rex Manning Day. Exactly, Happy Rex Manning Day. Uh, so that's always a fun movie to watch. Did Did you watch the YouTube for Ryan Reynolds? No, he had Rex Manning Day on his <laughs> YouTube channel, and he brought the actor back, of course, and made a cult classic drink. It was Aviation Gin commercial, and it's a cult classic drink. And the joke is, it's not a cult. And it's very much a cult, and it's just hilarious because I'm oh. like, it, it's it's such an obscure little thing, and he did it on April the eighth, and I'm like, oh, slow clap on that, Ryan. Jeez. Meanwhile, on Friday <laughs> we were talking shit about him. Uh <laughs> I know, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how jelly my ankles are. <laughs> I know, right? We're we're fickle, we're fickle, we're fickle, but. Yeah, so I watched Empire Records. What else did I watch? I watched this horrible made-for-TV movie that's on Crave right now. I don't even know where it's available <clears> in the States. It's called uh, Mary Fuck Hill. It's apparently supposed to be a draw, like a thriller, suspense, horror movie. Oh, it's so bad. I've seen porn oh. that's better acted and better quality than that movie. Well, here's the funny thing. The algorithm is doing something to me. Because all of a sudden I'm getting in my phone all the time B movie trailers. And I flip them to Fearless Fred because I'm like, I know he digs that crap. But I'm like, every time I do it, I'm like, damn it, I'm feeding the algorithm because <laughs> this is garbage. Like, I've never heard of these movies, <laughs> these actors. And like, I'm just like, oh, I can just watch the trailer and no, no, that's not for me. Like, yep. that is. Not touching it. That looks like it's going to be one of those things that I pass on Prime Video and go, oh, yeah, I remember seeing something for that, watching three minutes of it and going, oh, my God, no. Like, like the production quality is better on Star Wars projects on YouTube. So, <laughs> Right? No, dude, yeah. So, yeah, that was horrible. What else did I watch? I ended up watching Spiral, the new uh the new saw movie that one was okay nothing mm. nothing crazy nothing crazy oh this is the big one i watched uncharted oh oh how did that go for you let me tell you this let let's talk about this for a little bit it okay. wasn't the worst if you removed the uncharted label and i know that that's completely defeating the purpose but if you didn't mm -hmm. think that this was based off of the video games uncharted it was a good movie it had charm. 
uh, you know, it, it was it wasn't bad. The story wasn't the worst. The ending came out of nowhere, and it was all you know. But it reminded me of that Indiana Jones charm. Like, let's remember how cheesy Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark actually is, and how perfect everything gets wrapped up and put in a neat little package in the end, right? Yeah. Well, it's, I think I told you my story about what I did with Uncharted with your dad. I I tried watching it four or five times and couldn't get past certain points because Uncharted isn't as hallowed as Last of Us to me. Of course. But I, 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 my brain exploded with Tom Holland being Nathan Drake. Tom Holland. That's a big showstopper for me. That's a big one, actually. Tom Holland, Nathan Drake was essentially Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly, and I couldn't get past that. And then the 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 guy playing is is Sully, the Mark guy playing Sully, Mark Wahlberg. I normally like Mark Wahlberg, but man, oh man, I didn't feel that that chemistry was there all that well. But that was maybe just off the early bit. Um, I played a trick on my dad who just likes action movies. And I set him up down on his TV with Uncharted, and I specifically retreated for two hours until he yelled upstairs and he goes, can you come and turn this shit off? <laughs> and I go downstairs, I go, how was it? And he goes, I don't ever want to watch that again. I don't know what you think you're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it was action. As Mark Wahlberg. He's your favorite. And it wasn't the worst. There's something wrong with that movie. <laughs> it wasn't the worst. I... I Maybe maybe it's because I watched it at like four in the morning because I was still up on Sunday morning at that time. I don't know. I didn't hate it, right? I think I, you know what it is. I think my bar for that movie was just so low. Yeah, so low true, because dude. of everything from your stories to to other people's stories of that movie that I I didn't hate it at all. Uh, and you know it got me thinking, right? That The Last of Us, if The Last of Us wasn't produced. And distributed by HBO, mm-hmm. I think it would not have been as successful. If a major movie house had gotten their hands on it, they would have done the executive I mean, asshole treatment to it. No, no, no. Like, I literally mean it could have been the exact same show that we got from HBO. But if it didn't have the HBO tagline, the HBO power, the HBO PR around it, it could have had even Craig Mason mm-hmm. on it. People would have written it off before it even came out but because it had the hbo uh, factory behind them people accepted it in the mainstream how we got through three seasons of westworld (laughs) and two of those were kiting along on fumes three seasons in like 20 years i know right (laughs) i think that's dead now but yes you're you do have a point that the hbo brand uh, definitely has a lot of sway but I, I, I just do also think that there's too much interference in some of these video oh, game is. movies or, or the just the wrong choices that really deny the gamers the experience. Whereas, you know, like we've pointed out, The Last of Us managed to capture that lightning in the bottle about the experience of the game and the emotions. And like I, I I'm maybe maybe if you analytically dive in on Uncharted as it's solely just an action thing. Maybe the movie meets a criteria there from that standpoint. But for me, 
I don't know, in my gaming experience, I lend myself to characters and I get emotionally attached to them. And that's part of the, the journey for me. So even as shallow as maybe a Nathan Drake is, it's, it's, it's in the quieter moments that I start, you know, forming that bond with the character. And then the action moments are just action. That's a video game, but it, it's, it's a great game for that is like the re-releases, the three games that, uh, that they did uh, for Tomb Raider. Actually getting inside of Laura Croft's head, actually understanding what the complicated mess with her father is, actually seeing all that was the part of the game that I really enjoyed, was seeing her support that and, and, and grow with it throughout the sequels. Whereas if you watch the movies, it's it doesn't really go there. I thought I thought that the latest re-release with the new Laura Croft girl was attempting it, but the ones with Angelina Jolie were just like boobtacular experiences. Was, they were just action and 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 cardboard depths. It was just Charlie's Angels, you know, the reboot movies from yeah. the late nineties, early two thousands, especially Full Throttle, which was essentially just a music video. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's the video game curve from where I see it. Like I just felt that those games um that Square Enix had done with uh uh Tomb Raider were cut above. They were games that I really, really liked because of that. Because I've of that owned term. Them. Never played. Yeah, I've own, I own them. I'm pretty sure my nephew has played those games more on my system than I have on my system. Actually I can guarantee you. I've I don't think I've ever I've got, powered them up. I've got them in multiple formats on multiple systems. I enjoyed them so much. Like that's one of my, now that being said, I never finished the third. I finished the first and the second, like I devoured them and yeah, it was insane. But those are great games when you pick them up because they go on sale for like five bucks yeah. on flash sale digitally. And it's just like, well, man, you there's, there's a lot of time you can spend in them and the challenges and the side quests are all good. And those are things that I don't do, yeah. <laughs> you know, like game completionist type stuff. Yeah, you're, you're bad at so. finishing games. Um, my adventures with Superman finally gets a release date and trailer. Uh, Adult Swim and HBO Max is finally getting this. This one is getting a summer 2023 release. I feel like they've been talking about this. Yeah, since 2021. Uh, it has a production team led by people from Teen Titans Go, Invader Zim, uh, Voltron, and She-Ra. So there you go. It looks kind of cool. Awesome. Um, this is basically a coming-of-age story with the mid-twenties Clark Kent and his adventures in Metropolis as he starts his adventure as Superman. And it's funny because I sounded like I was actually reading copy, but I wasn't. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> right? Um. This one is literally, the. I think one of the only people that are going to care about this news item is my nephew Alex, who's not listening or watching right now, but this one's for him. Five Nights at Freddy's movie is finally confirmed for an October release. Again, this one has been talked about for a really, really long time. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's follows a lone security guard tasked with watching over Freddy. Uh, Fazbear's Pizza, a Chuck E. Cheese-style restaurant feature, featuring massive animatronic animal animals. Um, so oh this boy. is basically, you know, if they were haunted and whatnot. Uh, this... 
has an interesting cast. So it has Josh Hutcherson from The Hunger Games, Matthew Lillard from Scream and Scooby-Doo fame, Elizabeth Lale from You, Season 1, Cat uh, Connor Sterling from 911, Piper Rubio from Unstable, and Mary Stewart Masterson from Blind Spot. Uh, so the first game was released in 2014, and it was a huge viral hit. Uh, and uh, oh. soon after that, like two, one or two years later, uh, we knew that there was going to be a uh, a movie. And uh, yeah, so there you go, Halloween, October 27th. Hey, you had me at haunted animatronic animals. <laughs> was that episode of the simpsons that kind of copied jurassic park when they were in cha uh uh what island were they on that stupid cartoon they watch i i i can't remember i haven't watched the simpsons yeah, I, in years same i think i i honestly stopped after the who shot mr burns yeah pretty much i was my die spot but i, I but it's, it's 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 a faded dim memory the, the things that I'm catching now on reruns are uh, Bob's Burgers, Family Guy. Family Guy slays me. It's so in- politically incorrect. Uh, this Family Guy is really bad sometimes. So this one is for people kind of my age. Power Rangers Reunion. Uh, mm. So that is t- 30 years after the fact. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always is being released on Netflix. We haven't really talked about this too much. Um, Hmm. It's really following a lot of the original cast. No Jason David Frank. Uh, This was filmed before he sadly passed away. Um, And the the uh, famous Pink Ranger wasn't on it. And I kind of like the fact that they... um, She she was called out. Amy Jo Johnson was kind of called out saying, why weren't you on it? She's like, look, I'm in my 50s. I'm not flying to Australia for six months to film this. And I'm in my 50s. I am not p- putting on a pink spandex for <laughs> for this movie. Fair. Right? Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. Power Rangers, baby. Go for it. Yep, Power Rangers Why that's coming not? out on Netflix. And this is one that's kind of cool. Sony is reportedly working on a PlayStation Cloud streaming handheld. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so more than a decade after the Vita, uh, which uh, was a very, very fun little system. Uh, the device still got mine. Codena- a lot of people still have theirs. It's codenamed the Q-Lite and will require the PS5. It's, it's yep. essentially going to use remote play functionality, functionality to stream gameplay to the Q-Lite. So rather than you using your tablet or your phone or your computer, it's going to stream direct onto this handheld, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you know what? I used to use this functionality, to be honest. They had this built into the Vita and the PS4. Yeah. Because I used to go to work and play uh, Destiny. <laughs> so I would just hop on the wireless network, uh, leave my machine in standby, access it, and then boom, fire up a game and I could show guys at work. Yep. And it was like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It works well. Like, would I love a standalone handheld gaming system by Sony? Yes, because I. I like the idea of doing something like, you know, Nintendo dominates that market. And I love the idea of competition. So you got the Steam Deck, you got the Asus ROG thing coming out, uh, which are like handheld computers. I just love this idea. 
Um, the, but the streaming thing just means that apparently it looks like a dual sense controller. Yep. With an eight inch OLED screen. Yeah. So it kind of so reminds me this of going to be like screen and battery, man. Like of, it's going it to be kind of reminds me of, of, of the switch, right? Where you get the screen. Yeah. Here's the one thing. I really hope that it comes with detachable ends yes. like the switch. Please. You know if why. it doesn't, I'm not interested in it because you know once why. you get sticker, you're screwed. Exactly. We talked about this last. It was with you last week on the show. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I, I, I can't stand non-detachable thumbsticks. Like that. That's that's a big no-no. That's a huge advantage point for the switch. Is you need to replace parts. Sorry, but I, I honestly, I'm. I'm so hard on my controllers that I typically on these scuff pads that I showed you on my Xbox Elite, I have to go through a pad, a set of pads every three months. And on the actual Xbox, I cannot get a Xbox controller to last more than a year. Jeez, what the hell do you before do? killing it? Do you play track and field two on these? Like what the heck? I know, right? Sex you remember? Games. <laughs> playing track and field and track and field too on the original yeah the blister we, we had that was one thing that was a sex games and it was like a bbs <laughs> download and you yeah you had to go back and forth with that so um no but um it, it it's forza kills it and and if it's not forza uh it's first person gaming like i if i go into tournament mode then i'm i'm that's it like if i buy a halo controller then I want to play Halo on it. And when I play Halo on it, I'll kill the sticks. I, I will kill them. So. All right. I think it's that time, Phil. It is time for us to chat. Topic de jour, a.k.a. Star Wars celebration. Alex is here, so we are ready to talk. Yeah, now it. the show can actually start that Alex is here. Um, so let's uh, let's get to this. Start. Let's talk. We'll kind of go talking well, the about meat everything. The, show. the meat and potatoes of everything. So. We're going to get three live-action Star Wars movies from directors Dave Filoni, James Mangold, and Charmaine Obeid Shinoi. Uh, so this kind of shocked a lot of people, kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, so the James Mangold, director of Logan and the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, will create a film that will go back to the dawn of the Jedi. So this is going to take place, what, 2,500 years or something before the, you know, uh, yep, we get introduced to Star Wars, blah, 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 blah. So, We're yeah. going to be learning about the wills. Yep. <sighs> That's that. It's, I laugh just because it's like, oh, Disney, you guys, Indiana Jones hasn't even been released, and you're trusting this director with more stuff. Yeah, I've never done that before. <laughs> Just wait until the Game of Thrones ends. <laughs> right? Again. All right. Dave Filoni's film is going to explore. Wonder, when, Wonder Woman 84 was the other one. Patty Jenkins, Neil of Death. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about I erased that antenna out of my memory. Christmas 2020 will go down in infamy. Not because of COVID. But because I spent the day fucking watching One Roman eighty four and Tenet. <laughs> it was a bad day. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the fact that I spent it with zero family. It had nothing to do with the fact that I was alone on Christmas. 
Nothing to do with the fact that, you know, the pandemic was still raging hard. The fact that I had to sit through Pedro Pascal in his worst role ever, oh. and not his fault, in Wonder Woman 1984, and whatever the fuck Tenet was. <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I started Sean Tenet. Tenet, I actually got entertainment out of. All I got out of Wonder Woman 84 was anger. <laughs> so... <laughs> We gotta do like a a live stream of us watching both nineteen <laughs> Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four and ten. Oh my god, that that scene with the truck in the desert, like all oh, the dolls. Focus, focus, focus. Sorry, Dave Filoni's film is gonna focus on the New Republic. Uh, so people know Filoni as the creator of Star Wars: The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. He's the executive producer episodic director and writer on the mandalorian and book of boba fett and this movie is being touted as kind of culminating not ending culminating bringing everything together uh this current iteration of star wars including the clone um uh mandalorian book of boba fett ahsoka etc etc it's gonna start it's gonna end that phase or be uh, an end note in that phase to transition over to the first order phase. So that's, that's the goal. I believe goodness knows, you know, um, if it will be do that you think way, it'll but... be the end of all those shows. I think it's going to denote some final final tones, but I don't think that I think anything in star Wars isn't dead. Like, Look, if Palpatine you know? can come back, and if, yeah, if, if Darth Maul, like, like, um, uh, if the death is off screen, you can't guarantee he's dead. Like Harrison Ford, hate to tell you, is in the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I'm just like, man, how many times? If JJ Abrams can come back to Star Wars, anyone can come back. You were right. Yep, yep. Charmin exactly, yeah. obeyed Shinoi. Best known for Miss Marvel, Saving Face, and more, is going to lead a film set after the events of The Rise of Skywalker, featuring the most popular Skywalker Palpatine of them all, Daisy Ridley as Rey. Yep. Uh, How does that make you feel? Because this this particular announcement, oh my god, dude, just the fandom collectively just got angry there was a disturbance in the force many i I felt many people screaming at at the same time i yes there is a group of people that i think would be screaming at that but on my feeds because i don't amplify that i saw a lot of real excitement about her because i think that she was a bright spot in that sequel trilogy I think the writing suffered. I think the mapping and the planning suffered. I think that the those three movies have issues um, and consistency issues. But, you know, I certainly hope that they've learned from that. And, you know, from my understanding was Daisy Ridley wasn't too thrilled with the franchise and her experience and, and whatnot. But now, obviously, they found some dialogue spot to open it back up and get her back into the franchise so maybe there's a path to resent redemption there i'm optimistic about it but i am too the big difference with this stuff is is that 
every other Star Wars movie that's been announced and canceled subsequently <laughs> was announced and canceled at uh, investor keynotes. Yeah. This was the first time that they've gone to celebration to announce the movies. So I think that denotes a different tone. And it did. About where they're going with this. Okay. Oh, sorry. I yeah, was just, like, like Tiki Watiti. I saw, I saw the update for Tiki Watiti's movie. He needs and to stay the fuck away from Star Wars. Something that he's continuing to do, but they don't have a release date. Like he, look after Thor. I, I don't want so to touch. Like I, I just oof. no touchy touchy. No, no, no. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. So going back to your point about, yeah. you know, the fact that they announced these at celebration and it being different from investor meetings which you have to remember the investor meetings mm -hmm. are not meant for the fandom this is meant for the fandom so nope. the fact that these are announced at They're celebration means and this is a direct quote from kath from your girl from your home girl kathleen kennedy and that's all of these films everything announced is pretty far along and i like the fact that i can actually do air quotes and people yeah. can now see me do air quotes Yeah, exactly. And it is important. It denotes a different tone. It denotes a commitment because you don't go into those spaces. Because if you do go into those spaces and make this announcement and then the announcement for some reason follows through or falls through, that means that you have an, you have an accountability to the fan base, which means that you're going to have an awkward conversation versus issuing a press comment that basically says we've parted ways with, you know, these directors. We're going to continue our commitment to the product and get it out as best as we can, maybe with some different, you know, different taglines or different different director like Ron Howard. <laughs> and I like Lord his, his and, daughter's Lord doing quite the job, getting, to say the least. You know, Bryce Dallas. Yeah, I. I, I don't hate her episodes, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All hey, right. And the other things, uh, I, I, I would imagine you're going to start steering into shows because one of the big news things that we got, there's the timeline. Yeah. One of the new shows that we got is a, um, a return or a imminent release in Ahsoka coming this August. So that that to be honest, like that trailer, and I saw little bits. I don't know if you do a search on the internet, you can find uh, some cam footage of the uh, extended trailer that they showed fans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not that I say that that's a good thing to do, no, I mean, but Disney it here, is but striking it. it down pretty actively. We're not doing it. No, 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 no. It, it, it is out there. So um, it's interesting. So this will be. Dave's movie is New Republic, kind of ending and kicking into uh, the new order. Yep. What's so, interesting here, interesting. Kathleen Kennedy said that they are broadening the timeline, aka moving stuff from legacy to actual canon. Uh, and 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 the big one here for me is the one to the furthest left. And for those of you who are listening to this just on podcast version, 
make sure to check us out each and every single week. Uh, we're, we're still determining whether it's a 7 p.m. or 7.30 p.m. Eastern, most likely 7 p.m. That seems to work the best for everyone. Uh, we are streaming on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and um, and YouTube. Uh, so YouTube's. we are showing some, some visuals from time the YouTube. to time. So right now I'm showing a visual of the updated timeline. So you see the various phases of Star Wars timeline. And the, there's one on the very far left. That to I me can is hear Dave Roshan typing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the old I can hear Dave Roshan typing right now. Republic. Yeah. His absolute favorite game was Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. <laughs> Same here. You know I love this Oh, yeah. Game. like they're, they're high up there. They're high up there for me. They, I have them multiple platforms as well. I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm not as amped right now about the High Republic, but yeah, for the old the the old Republic, I'm way more excited for. Uh, High Republic stuff. I haven't really been able to 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 get my 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 mojo going, but. Everything else, I am like. Obviously, I'm I'm loving those middle ones. Uh, yeah, it, it's exciting time. Like, I'm really looking forward to where they go with with Ahsoka. What do you think about that, Mister? Of Morris? what? What's what the Ahsoka specific? trailer? Uh, we'll get there in one second. One last. Okay. Second. Yeah. No okay. worries. So, Dave Filoni. Obviously, talking, and the reason why I stopped is because I have a natural natural progression with things. Dave Filoni, he was talking right. on whether his Star Wars movie is the Mandalorian finale. He says it's, quote-unquote, the next logical step. He says, I don't know if I'd call it a finale. I think of the time period now as the time New Republic time period, and it's something that has existed long before we were ever making the Mandalorian. The idea that after Return of the Jedi, there was a new Republic and that the heroes still had to defend the Republic from the Remnant Empire is a very old idea that we brought into the first season of The Mandalorian because it was always there. So this kind of leads into kind of like, you know, and what I think is going to be the climax of this era. And that's Ahsoka, Mm -hmm. because my friend, we saw the big baddie. We saw yep. the guy who's everything is leading towards, I think, and that's Mr. General Thrawn. Yep, Grand Admiral Thrawn, uh, Lars Mikkelsen. He's been the voice of him for all of the animated stuff, and he is doing a physical manifestation of him. We saw the back of his head, and the Moriarty of Star Wars, so to speak. So... I don't know about you, and they even dropped. I, I I actually lost my mind in a very good way because they said that he is the heir to the Empire, yep. which is the original trilogy, the heir to the Empire, the original book trilogy that was post-Return of the Jedi. Yep. And that was just, you know, Mara Jade, Grand Admiral Thrawn. It remains the template for Grand Admiral Thrawn is that version of him which it always should and will be um he he's a guy that understands cultures and he exploits 
culture to the point of exposing weakness in the races and the different types of Star Wars uh, variants there are. So this is a, a the true to me. Darth Vader was always scary. Um, the the introspection of seeing how actually constructed evil the Empire was in uh, Andor was terrifying. But the only other thing that's ever given me a degree of of uncomfortableness in Star Wars as a bad guy has been Grand Admiral Thrawn when he's at his most maniacal. He, yep. he's, he's definitely stepped it back a little bit in the cartoons, but I expect it to amplify for the television. Well, series. think about where we're at right now, right? Like, without trying to get into too many spoilers, right? You have Remnants of the yeah. Empire kind of leaning back to Empire stuff. We have yeah. the New Republic kind of doing some empire stuff continuing some empire research right yeah we know that there's this underground well i suspect that there's this underground movement and sympathizers towards the empire we're seeing yeah. the outer reaches of the galaxy who aren't part of the new republic being shunned by the new republic who might play a larger role moving forward right yep we're seeing space whales I just wanted to say space whales. Got to say that once every episode. Or Pergil. Yep. Um, you know, so I really do see this and Grand Admiral Thrawn being like the Grand Poobah of this generation of Star Wars. Like he's yep. going to play a pivotal, pivotal role of where we're going with Star Wars in the near future. I think Moff Gideon eventually, like we talked about before, theories, but I think Moff Gideon is the kind of guy that would be reporting to a Grand Admiral Thrawn. I think that this this may start to unfold this week because I don't think it's an accident that they marched uh, Nicholson or Mickelson out there on stage by accident. Like yeah. I think that this coincides with the twists that are going to be coming in the Mandalorian. So to put them in, in the teaser trailer for Ahsoka, the back of his head is huge for star Wars. That is crazy ambitious. The actual trailer, which I think we're probably going to get rumblings to want to see May 4th. Um, apparently that, you know, they showed that cut to the crowd um and that one you see him full face yep so yeah there's there's a lot of stuff that star wars is very careful about timing things even they though are. it doesn't always go to plan but like that's why they had to release a lego set for august 1st but they didn't announce it until the the episode dropped with that crab droid which we found out this week that crab droid scene bears a lot of significance for the repercussions of Mandalorian stuff. So yeah, it, it, this is all really doing what some people were complaining. The Mandalorian wasn't doing and, and getting stuff done fast enough. Maybe I was complaining a little bit on the, too much on the other side about a going too fast for my likes, but it seems to be gathering up to, this is the new narrative pace 
and this is what we're doing. And Ahsoka looks like it's going to fall in line with that and consistently hold on to where this is all kind of going in a good way. Mary Elizabeth Weinstead is playing the live action version uh, of Hera. That's going to be really cool. Uh, we know that yep. Iman Esfandi is going to be playing Ezra. That's going to be really cool as well. Really looking forward to that. Um, and Sabine. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Sabine. Yeah. She, she got introduced last year at Star Wars Celebration. And yeah, and then we have the one lady, I don't know her name, from Mandalorian season two that had the Beskar spear, that spear that uh, Ahsoka had to fight to get and defeat. She's a seventh sister. She is in this as well. She's goddaughter of uh, a big martial arts guy, the um, Bruce Lee. Um, she is um, Grand Admiral Thrawn's right hand man, so to speak. And she is prominently featured in Ahsoka as well. Yep. And she was interviewed and she says that she is fiercely loyal to Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yep. So this is going to be interesting. Yep. Sabine is played by Natasha Liu Bordizzo. Uh, that's going to be really cool. Uh, I think some of the, so, uh, one of the announcements that I was really looking forward to, I was a little nervous that this wasn't going to happen. And part of me wish it didn't happen just because I think the expectations are going to be large, but I feel that this particular uh, IP in the Star Wars IP has a lot of more stories to tell, and that's that we are for sure going to be getting Andor Season 2, and they are aiming for an August 2024 premiere. Yep, they're filming right now. So the cast was there, uh, present at Celebration and production. Tony Gilroy spent a lot of time and my understanding was that tony gilroy got brought in by kathleen kennedy after the original director for rogue one started getting off the 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 pathway that lucasfilm was desiring and i forget that guy's name too but anyhow it's too many names but uh uh, uh tony gilroy was brought in previously of um born identity fame and was brought in as a as a director for rogue one begrudgingly not being a star wars fan and that was an attack point for the star wars base but knocked it out of the park with that and i was really shocked to see how well he was engaging with celebration and Andor in general and again it was nice I know you're speaking to your own people with something like that but Andor probably didn't get the eyeballs that a lot of other stuff does and I feel like it has spoiled my expectations of Star Wars shows now it has raised the bar big time 100% the Acolyte 2024 release window they're describing it as frozen meets kill bill this is taking place between the uh between the old republic and the prequels it's high republic near the beginning of the prequels uh and this is a part of the timeline that's that rarely but we're starting to see played out a little more yeah this is going to be uh a lot of sith a sith load of sith nice <laughs> so but I, I think at the same time, this might be something that misses my demographic. And that's okay. Because Star Wars is for everyone. I could see this maybe appealing to teenagers. 
or angsty people like maybe a young Hayden Christensen. I hate sand. That type of thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it, it just struck me as a little bit of anime action-y. And, you know, that Disney-esque stuff that they were talking about, but we didn't see anything. We just saw people saying what Boris has said. So I, I that's going to be an interesting show. Skeleton Crew. Let's talk about the Skeleton Crew. Uh, this stars Jude Law, and it's focused on a younger cast of characters honed in very much on the show's Goonies inspiration. Uh, so this is I, I'm seeing that this Skeleton Crew show is going to be geared more towards young teens. Yeah, uh, another one that I'm calling out that might miss my demographic group, but might still get my eyeballs on it. Because Jude Law is in it, which is an interesting choice. And it also takes place, I think it's part of the Mandoverse. I think it's part of the timeline that we're in right now with the Mandalorian and Ahsoka. I just hope that they rein that back in a little bit in terms of what the commitment needs to be from the audience to watch it. I hope they don't do any major crossovery stuff in this if it's something that's geared towards different audiences. Let it be for that audience. Don't don't try to force eyeballs into it because I think that that could be a really hazardous mistake. Like, look, some of us, some of us sweaties, I'm going to watch it all. Like, I, I may say putting on the disclaimer, but I, I'm going to watch it all. I'm going to consume it all. But a lot of people won't. And then it's going to be like, Phil, what do I need to watch in order to watch Ahsoka season two, if there is one? It's going to be like, well, go back and watch Skeleton Crew uh, episodes three and four because this happened and Mama Ahsoka came in and had to do this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Or Mando, Mando came in and had to do that because Pedro Pascal got a rider in his contract extension that said he needs to, to be present on set for XYZ. Which, interestingly enough, Pedro Pascal was in that celebration. Well, he did appear on screen a few times. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely wielding influence in there. For sure. So he's just got other commitments. I Don't imagine. talk ill of Papi Pedro. Oh, no, he does great every time. Wonder Woman 84. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars Tales of the Jedi is officially getting a second season. Yay. Good. Yeah. More animation better for me. Right, I, bad batch. There was controversial episodes in the first season, though. But yeah. whatever, that's controversy. Star Wars, Star Wars Visions Volume Two. We get the first look there. Uh, more importantly, Bad Batch gets a third and final season. Brown eyes will be back. Mark my words. <laughs> or goggles? Is it goggles? Goggles. Uh, goggles. Goggles will be back. I'm. That 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 ending. Oh my god, I'm still I'm still moved. All right, Lando Carusian. The series is definitely air quotes still happening. Good. I hope that they get the same guy because <laughs> I loved him. So, Danny Glover. Donald Glover. Danny Glover. Donald. Like yeah. Donald. Yeah. I just love Glover. He's awesome. I like you know his his music. I like him. I just think that he brings new dimensions to any role that he's in. I've always enjoyed him. Yeah, so, we already community talked about was this, awesome. But Taika Waititi's uh, film is still on. He is still working away. Yeah, apparently, you know, so is so is Ryan Johnson. So, 
just the Disney. We're just going to pay you until you stop asking for a paycheck, please. Right. They had the final uh, trailer to Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, Coruscant is playable. I love how that's a huge announcement, but only bits and pieces. So I bet you it's one of those planets where you have just like a very linear mission to do. Yeah, I'm fine with that because I, I get lost in a cave system, let alone Coruscant. If it was open world, oh, Phil's going to 1313. Haven't seen him back since. <laughs> <laughs> That was the most geeky Star Wars reference you'll ever get from me. I love that. Ewan McGregor yeah, you... really wants Obi-Wan Season 2, but Lucasfilm doesn't just yet. You know what? I, I look back on Obi-Wan and I go, it wasn't as bad as I thought. I loved some of the summary stuff. I'm actually really blown away by how well-spoken that little girl is who played Leia. Yeah. Like... Holy crap. If I had the thought processes at whatever age that she's at 11 or whatever, that kid belongs in a Mensa school. Like uh, she handled interviews like a stud, like I, I jaw on the floor, the way she bossed that panel mm -hmm. and, and they didn't even need to pull the punches of everybody clap for the little kid, make the little kid feel good. That kid look out Hollywood if she doesn't end up in a drug bin somewhere by the time she's 20 she is going to be an unstoppable force I hope good things for her because yeah what a kid what a kid so I don't know Obi-Wan was a little weak to be, to be honest like I'm okay with where it ended because most of the stuff that they did was stuff that was done in Rebels Darth yeah. Vader's mask has been cracked before in animation. It's not, I know it's the first time for a lot of people who watched it to, and for them to react to it. And I'm glad that they got that experience, but man, this is old stuff that's getting recycled in a good way. But I don't know what else you can do in a season two. Like that fight feels like it's done. It's ready to go to the new hope that's, and just be like, you know, leave it alone. Don't Darth Maul it. Don't yeah. put legs on it that aren't there. Yeah, that's literally it. Uh, the last big talking point for Celebration before they announced the next Celebration, April 18th to 25 in Japan, 2025. Uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron could still happen. Okay. Patty Jenkins isn't dead yet. She's joined Ryan Johnson and Tika Watiti, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Great. I, if it works, I, I love it. I I, I want to see it. If there's a path to redemption for her after Wonder Woman, then so be it. So. Yeah, but I'm we'll excited. see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. There's look. There's still a lot of time. I don't think any of these are going to actively happen. I just feel like it. Maybe, 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 maybe. The only one that I really want is Rogue Squadron. Well, yeah, I would be excited to see the concept of it. Like, give me space battles in Star Wars. Give me more but, Star Wars. Out of everything but, hey, that you've seen, what are you most excited for? Ahsoka. Same. No doubt. I I'm not as amped about the movies. I'm, I'm no. more excited about the TV. Same. And so for me, it's the, movies, the movies feel far away. The minute I see a trailer for a movie, I'm going to lose my shit. So yeah. that's yeah, it. But me. 
If you want to lose your shit with us every week, you can track us down on www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can look us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all the socials at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. Todd from Tennessee, we're looking forward to hearing from you. You can subscribe anywhere where you find podcasts. And also just remember that we are on patreon.com forward slash SNME radio. So give our friends over there if you like wrestling. Give them a follow and you're going to be able to see our episodes pop up from time to time. So that being said, you can also track us down on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter for these live streams and maybe even one day Twitch. We'll see what happens. But tune in on seven o'clock, maybe seven thirty sometimes. But we're we're shooting for in that area for your weekly podcast. And uh, please be sure to leave uh, leave a like on on the, on the YouTubes and uh, subscribe. And hit the bell if you want to know when we drop these crazy episodes, just in case we do it in a different time. That's exactly it. So thanks so much, Phil. As always, Phil, it's always been a pleasure geeking out with you. Like I like to call this show Geek Therapy Plus at this point. Uh, Thank you all for listening to the It's Canon podcast, a show where we chat about anything and everything. Because we chat about all things comics, books, movies, Star Wars, video games, you name it. We'll talk about it. He's Phil. I'm Boris. Thanks for listening. Till next Monday, stay safe, stay tranquilo. Goodbye. And thank you to all the people actually in our chat. So on our beta test here. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>